Welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast. My name is Fitz and this is... My name is Sean. Welcome everybody to a podcast about creatives, fun stuff, AI, key people of influence, <laughs> SEO, all the good stuff. So welcome yeah. everybody. Yeah, so basically we have a couple topics prepared, like really, like we put in the work and I think Sean is starting out with a really good presentation about a book that is called, I forgot what is the name. Well, it's no presentation, but I did bring the book, uh, Key, Key Person of Influence. Um, it's a, it's definitely a good book. A lot of people have known about this for a while. Uh, Kevin Harrington, great, great author. But I wa- there was one page in it that really caught my eye where it talks about newcomers, worker bees, and then key people of influence and how there's like three different um, kind of stages you go through. And so, like, we've always had the newcomer stage, right? Like, you and I, like, anyone that gets in the practice obviously had to have the newcomer where you're, like, you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, right? You're, like, wait, there's this thing called videography and people pay you to do that? Like, you yeah. you, know, you had that moment. I had the, like, wait a minute, I can make logos? I can make these, like, graphic shapes and essentially have art class all day and people will pay me for this? It's so then, easy. <laughs> it's, it's so, so easy. easy. I. In like five to 10 years, I'll master this. I'll move on to the next thing even. That was literally my mind as I learned graphic design. I was like, I'll be a creative director in like five or 10 years. I'll do another thing after that because this will be so easy to master. Yeah. Um, but then you get the worker bees, right? Where you get the people that I feel like I align really, really a lot with where, you know, you work a lot. You grind it out for years, like decades even, just grinding, getting better, but, you know, not really moving, kind of almost feeling stagnated and that yeah. you've you've been kind of robbed of something. You see kind of people that, kind of live this effortless life while you're still kind of in an office working nine to five and you're like, I've done so much, but what do I have to show for it? And then you get the key people of influence where they're able to to keep moving fast in a way like they're a newcomer, but then also not be afraid of the grind. And so one example he talks about about being afraid of the grind is that you when 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 the going gets tough that you jump to a new career and i think we both know a lot of creatives that are like that that they yeah. they get good at something but then when it gets tough when that thing isn't like super easy anymore they're like okay well there's this new thing called nfts or there's this new thing over here you know they just jump onto a new thing and so um and how that that means you'll never be a kpi either you'll never be a key person of influence that you need to really stick in the pocket on something yeah. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on all of that? I guess where do you feel like you lie in that? So, so I have so many thoughts on that. First off, like I love good books that change your mind, you know. And you basically you get always some nuggets from books, and like this is a nugget that resonated with you. And I feel like this is the most powerful lesson: read books, find nuggets, and fill the gaps that you didn't have beforehand. <sighs> I would love to say I would be like the key person of influence, but I'm not. <laughs> but I'm I'm trying to get there. So that is like the thing. Like I'm yeah. I, I don't work as hard as I should. And that is where I'm like, okay, I need to crank that dial. But also like I know like if you work hard, it doesn't mean anything. You know, it's like you can work hard, somebody else takes advantage of your like, you know, your drive, your ambition. I'm like, oh yeah, he's putting in the work, but he's missing let's say the the key part that would like basically propel you 10 times, you know, it's like talk to the right person, make the pitch deck right. Or, you know, just like, it's like usually like little things that you did not thought about, but somebody thought about it, but they did not put in the work. So it's like, you got to combine everything. So it's like, yeah. 
I, yeah, I don't I, know. <laughs> yeah, and I would, you know, and I'd argue. I think you're moving towards it too. Well, I, I would say you're 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 becoming a key person of influence because you're understanding. I think you understand really well the the idea that it's one thing to do the thing, but it's a whole other thing to then celebrate that you did the thing and show people that you did the thing. And um, I think that's one of the things that I've definitely identified that could move me out of worker bee land because I because that's where I've always been is like I, I yeah. get my pleasure from. If I work harder and if I produce more or better stuff, then then that means I'm awesome. That means this career is awesome. Where then you kind of go outside of that bubble, right? Um, we've talked about you know if you get fired or if other things happen, that bubble bursts, right? And then you're like, oh crap, I haven't like really celebrated myself. So nobody even knows. I remember like there was there was even parts way after I graduated as a designer where I'd have people be like, cool man, what do you do? I'm like. I'm a designer. Like you yeah. don't know that yet. Like clearly, I haven't like <laughs> celebrated enough. I, that is actually a good point. There, um, a lot of people think people know what you do. Like you know, or I, I think like when I was in the service industry, and um, one of my managers told me like, "Yeah, nobody in St. Petersburg knows about this place." And I'm like, "What? We have yeah. signs everywhere. We're a physical restaurants where people drive by, and you would be surprised with." A physical presence that people don't know what you do, that you exist or whatever, because everybody lives in their own bubble. And to break out of that bubble and to make an impact in real life on a person, nobody knows that we even exist. So that is like the other thing. Like, So it's so hard to actually like, hey, yeah, I'm doing this thing and actually mm -hmm. making that impression. It, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is, you know, and we're we're doing it right now, right? I think one of the things he also talks about in this book is he says write a book, but I, you know, what he but he kind of says it near the end of the book is like when I say write a book, that means you know it could be a podcast, it could be a blog, but you need to you need to put yourself out there, and I think that's why this podcast is so nice because there's there's literally thirty to forty hours of us now of just uh, you and I talking, Plus. not even to talk talk about your podcast, your other podcast, you know, there's so many hours of of us talking about our views and our opinions and. And it's really cool. It's 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 awesome. You know, we haven't had any cancelable moments, which is nice. But you know, yet. We've, <laughs> not, yet, not yet, getting on that Patreon. But uh, you know, I think you know it's. But it's been a great way to get our voices out there and get better about talking about stuff. I know that this has helped me just talk about stuff, right? I can be like, wait, we've talked about this on the show, so just talk about it, kind of like we've talked about it. And yeah, so it's helpful. It's definitely very helpful. So I think we're both moving towards it. I think you know. I, I think, you know, our, our polar opposites of like, you know, I think we're both kind of workaholics, though, in a way. I think we're both worker bees. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, our, that's our processes are different. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely both like grinding it all the time. So I, I think like that's um, that's life. Like um, that's what you should do as a human, you know, like you, you should fulfill your purpose and go after it, you know. But obviously you have more like I want to have balance. I'm like, I don't like balance because balance makes you like, um, you know, stagnant because you pump left and right and i just want to lean completely to the right and just like you know everything's tipping in a direction but but obviously well, you burn out but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well and i think there's something to like rolling with the punches like you know like last week uh we had a, a like an issue with the mic cord right so, so he upgraded cords right so i buy mic cords like instead of like you know being mad about it or being like you know what screw this this is too hard there's all this equipment cost just being like, no okay i'll go buy buy some mic cords roll with the punches yeah. next week will be better so i mean i think that's half of it too is like you know when when you become that worker bee you're at least good at one thing and that's and that's going through it you get you know grinding it out stuff hits the fan you keep going you keep showing up and it's it's so hard i mean i i think it's easier as me being a freelancer because i could just have a day off or i could 
take a moment to go take. I mean, it was so hard when I was in an office, when I was a creative yeah. in like an actual space. It was so hard some days when it would just be like a rough day and and to be like come back the next day to just like even want to go back in after yesterday was so bad. And it's so, yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting, though. I think I think we've talked about that, though. You have to have that newcomer kind of approach, too. I think you just you just don't ever want to jump fully off. I think I, I that's where I. I sometimes have people try to kind of push me off the path too much. And I have to be like, no, I, I this is kind of where I live. Yeah. So if I, if I go too far off the given on, on the path, then I'm not really a, a master anymore. I'm not really in that realm where I'm trying to be a master of design. I'm trying to be that guy that has all the answers if I can in design. Yeah. That is so. also like a really powerful thing there because like you picked up that book. First off, I kind of want to know why did you pick that book up? Who inspired you? How did you came to it? You know what? I think it was actually, um, Kevin Harrington was being interviewed. It may have been Krista, it may have been somebody, but he yeah. was being interviewed. And I, I love how he talked about, cause I really, I, I felt like I reflected in him and how for the longest time he just grinded it out and he didn't see the results and he just, and he just didn't understand why he wasn't, um, getting to a place he needed to be. And then he realized that it really just means that you need to, like, once you get to this place of being a key person of influence, things come to you. And I feel like that's a conversation I'm always having with all the creatives. Yeah. I, almost every creative I talk to is like, I always have to go out and get the work. I always have to go hitting, knocking on doors, going to the networking events, asking people if I can do stuff for them. And, and I'm getting tired of it. Or I'm getting burnt out. And it's, no, but here's and, the and thing this book is, is like, people should come to you. If you figure yeah. it out, people will come to you. Yeah. So that is like, First off, I admire you for actually like you're going out there, you're getting a lot of clients because you put in the, the, the footwork basically and you're doing it the right way, I feel like. And well, I have no freaking idea how I get clients, why I get clients and people are coming to me. So it's basically total opposite, you know, like I don't have a portfolio. I'm just doing a lot of shenanigans and people see my shenanigans and it's like, oh, this is a video guy, you know, and that's how I get my stuff, you know, and it's like yeah. it. That is where we also like be yin and yang and sometimes, you know, like you're actually like you reach out, you do the networking, you know, and I'm just like, well, I'm doing stuff. And on the one side, like you are the perfectionist and I'm like the uh, done, is be uh, done is better than perfect and just like putting stuff out there that I maybe should have polished, you know. So it's like mm -hmm. there is no right or wrong, but I feel like there's always like we can do more because like talking about inspiring people, there's like David Goggins. I don't know how familiar you are with him. Yeah, I'm a bit. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. But basically, he hung out with a guy and is like, "Hey, I live with you for I think it was like a couple of weeks or so." And he mm -hmm. wrote a book about it, and he's like, "Yeah, there's always twenty percent more that you could do." I, I probably misquote everything right now, but basically, if you think like you're you're pushing hard, and if you compare yourself to other people, you could push way, way, way harder. And we as humans are so much more capable of doing more things but we we become like used to what we're doing and then like we're pushing a little bit and like oh i'm pushing hard you know but if you would compare yourself with like david goggins like oh i guess i'm not pushing at all <laughs> if that oh, makes yeah. sense oh 100 percent. i mean it's um because it can be i think that's almost like the the stoic kind of thought is is that as well is that you know that just if you if you want to feel happy about your life, think about how crappy someone else's life is, you know, and how, just just, yeah, even taking a second to be like, you're not in a war torn country or that you have access to Wi-Fi. We can even we're, we're so like we're so lucky to even be able to do what we're able to do. So I think 
yeah, the David Goggins approach is like, you don't know how bad it can get. You think this is bad. You think this all of this is as bad as it can get. But it's like, this is actually great. Like, there's yeah. someone in this wor- world right now that would give everything to have your lifestyle. <sighs> this is actually very interesting because you did, like, the interpretation completely different than I would do. You know, you're saying, like, oh, we have it. Like, the, you did the stoic way. Like, we have it so good, you know. And I'm just like... Um, okay, kids in Africa, they're like way more resourceful and they're like building like camera gimbals out of pipes, you know, they you give them a little bit of resources, they like getting like uh, close to 100% out of those resources. We as lazy Americans are just like, ah, I, I, I put the camera to use maybe once in a while, you know, and we don't push the limits that we have, you know, so it's like we should, yeah. we, we would be more capable of doing way, way more. And that's where I'm like. Yes, I, I should be happy, but or should I be happy and push harder? Well, yeah, you well, see what I mean? Wrong. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. So you're you're taking kind of the more yeah evolutionary approach of uh yeah when 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 you grind it out when you have the thing the friction that makes you stronger and makes you better and you're right you you definitely right like I feel like that's helped me now is that my my early my early life wasn't easy like I didn't have like some rich existence growing up and stuff and. I was an early worker. I don't know. When was your first job, I guess? How old were you when you got your first ever job? Ever job? What does that mean? Like in Germany, Just, you go to school yeah, and you do an internship. So does that count? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Was that your first ever time it was an actual job? or? Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. How old were you? Uh, 11. No, not, was I 11? Uh, maybe 13. Yes, it's pretty young. Yeah. It's pretty young. Um, so, you know, for me, my first job was at 15. Yeah. Um, so you're even earlier. But but I, I but you could tell the people that worked early in life. I was talking to someone else the other night about that, that the people that work early in life and had to have all these jobs, like, you know, I did pizza. I think you did pizza as well. I mean, we've... It's the most know, American people. job, my man. <laughs> yeah, man. That's like, that's how you become an American. But, uh, you know, it, it, True. it's... Slice by slice. <laughs> I feel I feel like they should take a year off of waiting for any visa if you, were, if you make pizza. Uh, but, you know, but but like we've worked those grind jobs and we've had the jobs that suck that straight up were just like, this is destroying my body and my soul. And and it makes you tougher, though. So when when stuff hits the fan now, it's that toughness that helps you now where I feel like I've run into people. I've never had an actual difficult job. And they're like, he he gave me a bad critique. This is the worst thing ever. I'm literally like breaking down. And it's like. Yeah, yeah, but like, God, man, if you would have seen how bad it could get at my old like pizza job or Taco Bell or any of these old jobs, it's like, ugh, you know, th- this is not bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like perspectives, uh, perspective is everything to happiness. And I, I feel like there's a lot to be learned because like um, when I so I don't I don't want to like compare you and I now. But when I was like working um, as an electrician and you have to go through an apprenticeship for three and a half years and i was like it's snowing i'm on a construction site there's snow everywhere my shoes had holes and the company's providing the shoes and you work basically with like um clothes and everything and you're just like freezing and it goes to your bone and you're like oh i'm not at home i'm like on a construction site like 300 miles away and you live there for a week and you go over the weekend back home and i'm just like okay i have seen hell in overtime and i'm just like you're just like you know it's actually really good if you eat like um shit basically so you're like oh i i did this i i survived this this was it was not nice but i did this (laughs) yeah 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 i mean i yeah so when i was a driving instructor i had the same type of situations where yeah i'd be out on the driving range it'd be 
it'd be five degrees outside, but I just was standing out there like watching kids drive in circles, just freezing, getting frostbite, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah, I think back to those days, I'm like, you know, you're not getting frostbite. You're not, you're not like literally, like, I can't even imagine like with my back pain, I know that you have, you have pain too in your body yeah. and like just do it, waking up every day to go do that kind of, kind of job right now would be just like almost yeah. unthinkable. Yeah. On, on that note though, I, I feel like that is like one of the things like perspective, you know, and everybody's pain is always the biggest, you know, and it's like also like a thing, you know, other people mm -hmm. maybe listen to this and was like, oh, I did, did this and I did that, you know, and then it's like the comparison of like how much you endured, like if you're a millionaire and you never worked in your life and you know, you're suffering with whatever work you have, like obviously your pain is the biggest pain you ever experienced. So it does not really matter what you did. You just have to be proud of yourself, what you did, you know, and how you overcame with it and how you dealt with it. And like always put stuff in perspective, like the new job, the new project is not actually that bad and you can get through it. You know, that's, that's kind of my takeaway yeah. of that because it's like always like a comparison game. Like, Oh, you did this. I did this, you know? And yeah, it can be. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of the old adage of like, you know, your worst trauma is your worst trauma. You know, it's, it's, it's not like your trauma is worse than my trauma or anything. So yeah. I think, yeah, same thing, same thing with jobs. It's like, yeah, your, your worst job isn't, you know, yeah. Cause there's people in the military, people have done, there's been a roofer in the middle of July, you know, there's yeah. definitely been, you know, there's, there's hard jobs and, but yeah, I think, you know, to, to kind of bring it back, I think it's, it's just this kind of idea that, yeah, it's just be gr just gratitude, right? It's just, um, yeah. and I feel like gratitude is still like the quickest path to happiness. I think that is like when, when stuff is hitting the fan, when the clients don't like the work or the, I'm not getting enough jobs, or I'm just getting that anxiety that I get fairly often because things sometimes are going wrong fairly often. I'll, I'll definitely go just come back to that, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah also on that note like you you talked about this book so what uh, how far are you in there and what is like your schedule like you have like a reading schedule that you feel like is like um, relevant and good uh you know reading for me has been a very touch and go thing throughout the years i think uh, right now i've just tried to read in the mornings it's kind of i i'm starting to realize something and <laughs> this is gonna be kind of funny yeah uh because this is a podcast but i feel like i've been just watching too many podcasts i feel like it's been taking too much of my my like media intake time yeah um so you know i want to yes yeah, so i want to get back to reading more so so in the mornings i kind of do and it's very short it's funny my my attention span is like literally four pages of these small pages with big type and i'm like already so i which i kind of like i kind of like to like read a bit and then just like okay digest that's it just like four pages yeah. and we're good so but it means i go through books really slow yeah on that note like here there, there's nothing wrong with that but my my favorite lesson that i learned in america is like everybody's like saying there's no free education in america oh yes there is get yourself a library card get yourself an audiobook and mm -hmm. instead of the podcast time or while you're podcasting because because you can always learn something from media in general but it's like you have to con uh, consume stuff and like I think like it's really good if you go to a, uh, an audiobook through the library because like they let you sign up with Hoopla and you can download like self-help books and whatever. And there's talking about podcasts and books. There's media that is candy and there's media that is useful and helpful, you know, that can provide you with nuggets because like you maybe let's say you you read the hunger games or maybe some other book you know that maybe has one big nugget one key idea where you cannot really learn a lot you know and it maybe impacts you like oh yeah this is a terrible thing if this would happen but also like it's just one lesson versus like 
a bunch of little lessons that can move you forward. Yeah, yeah. And I and and to kind of talk about, you know, you said Hunger Games, you know, I think, you know, fictional, I definitely want to start reading more fictional, you know, there's definitely value. Oh, he in wants that, that candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think the fiction can be good, though. But, you know, only in small doses. The thing I like about the reading is you're engaged in the reading. Like, there's yeah. no way that you can take in reading without being engaged in it, where all these other mediums, you're like, oh, I did this podcast, but now I'm not listening to it. Oh, I have this thing on over here, and I'm only half listening to that. I'm only half watching the show. And yeah. where reading's nice, because it's not like I could be on my phone and be reading at the same time. So, uh, so, so I like that. I like that it, like, forces me to zone in. But it's funny, because... It really shows you how much ADD you truly have when you just try to zone in and read. Like how long, how many pages can you get before you're like already looking somewhere else? Or yeah. Already starting to close it, you know? So it's really interesting. Yeah. I love like the times when you have like dedicated time for it. Like, you know, when you're on your way, way to work and you sit an hour in traffic, for example, 30 minutes, you know, and you have those micro doses of like listening mm -hmm. to music. We're listening to an audiobook, you know. Um, there was that one guy, Ty Lopez. He got famous with like, welcome here in my garage, Lamborghini, and then like a bookshelf, you know. Mm -hmm. And the lesson was basically like, music is really bad for you. What is like so controversial, but it's brilliant because like, yes, if you listen to music, you don't solve your problems when you are like thinking about your problems. You know, it's just basically like, okay, you hit like, um, I want to be get confused. It's like scrolling on social media. You don't really think about like things you want to do that you could do. And it, it is good and bad at the same time because it's an outlet where you're experiencing emotions and whatever. But if like you don't listen to anything or you don't consume anything, you get some really deep thoughts, you know, and get really good ideas. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that, you know, you can't always have sound on either that you um, you need those reflective moments, the the moment in the shower when you're really thinking about something or, you know, when you're in traffic and you're thinking about something or just staring off in the window, just staring off in the distance, you know? Yeah. Um. You know, so, you know, I know for me, I, I, I try to practice the walk uh, a lot more to kind of go. And the reason and there's a couple of reasons oh. like when you walk you kind of disassociate because your your body's doing a lot of things at, at, at one time you don't really realize yeah. it but when you're walking your your body's doing a lot but so healthy also, yeah and it helps your vision too a lot of people don't realize this that if you're using a screen all day if you can walk and then start to use your vision to look at things in the distance that'll help your vision in the long term so that's another reason but but also it's just really the disassociation it's the it's the getting out there and, you know, just seeing the guy mowing his lawn or seeing the trees sway or see the, tr you know, the mail truck stop, just simple things. And, but you just get disassociated. You break the kind of the yeah. norm that really, yeah, can, it can find you. So, so you're right. I think it's like having the, 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 the space also. Yeah. And just switching it up. Right. Some days I think music isn't like bad. I would disagree with that guy. I think music can be very powerful, yeah. but but you're right. It's like it's like don't just do one thing though, right? Like spread your seeds. Don't just be like every day I listen to music. Be like, no, some days I listen to an audiobook, maybe some days I listen to music. Some days I, I actually make sure to turn it off and and maybe you have to schedule that. Like you said, like maybe there's you every day of the month you're like, I'm not gonna listen to anything on my way into work. This is the meditational quiet yeah. day where I just drive in. Well, but that that is like brings me also like to a thing like this right now, if you consume media, you're getting brainwashed in a way, you know? There's a good way of brainwashing where you learn something, you know, and it's like it engages you, inspires you, basically helps you to solve your own problems. And that's like what my mm -hmm. kind of goal with this podcast is. I uh, hopefully yours too, like basically inspiring people to do shit, you know, whatever that is. Like 
art, creative, whatever. But then there's like, hey, now I'm listening to a sad song that makes me emotional. And now I'm thinking about emotional, sad things, you know. And you go down mm-hmm. in, a, in a circle that is not good for you because it's not like, oh, yeah, a happy song. Because everything influences you and brainwashes you. And sometimes, like, that is, like, one of my biggest things where I maybe get canceled for. But there's a lot of, like, like in alternative metal, like, depressive lyrics. And I hate that. Like depressive lyrics and metal or whatever music genre, you you ingrain them in your brain. And then you just like think about that in the same way and the lyrics become ingrained in you. And if they're negative, it is really, really toxic. And yeah. Uh yeah. You know, I, I, I could agree with that. I think I think it yeah, it's <laughs> it's like it's a very it's a, it's a hard line to walk, right? Because I yeah. know people that listen to metal and they and they're the most peaceful people on the planet. I mean, obviously, like you and Rachel, for example, are, are people that listen to yeah. rock. And you, it, you guys are the nicest people in the world. You're not like, you know, super sad all the time. And you're you're happy a lot of the time. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 if it causes you happiness, I guess. That's what would be my caveat, right? So yeah. if like metal causes you extreme happiness and makes you feel safe and stuff, then, right. then yeah, I would say, go. I, I you know, I, I obviously, yeah, it's, it's less about the music. Things. It's more about the lyrics, you know, because like that is like the, the kicker because like, if you know lyrics that are like are kind of like associating or reinforming like hey you're broken or you you know then it's like yeah. uh that, that is like where i'm like oh you're not wrong i that's why i'm having a hard time answering it because i'm not you're not 100 percent wrong when you say yeah. that because i think it does create this cycle of like like even like a lot of when i was younger and a teenager going through my emo teenage years you know it was you know a lot of those songs were like yeah they understand me but it fed <laughs> into it though like you know the, the tears are crash around me, you know, like, oh, yeah, and both of my wife, let's go, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, I just, you know, I'm sitting there listening to Sace and just like, oh, God, yeah, like, you know, and, uh, you know, and just death metal, even I definitely listened to a lot of stuff back then that were just like very like dark, uh, dark, you know, yeah, dark, you know, I would just say it. Yeah, dark. And, you know, even corn and things like that, where like the themes are pretty dark and and morbid and. I don't know. It's weird. It's like I, I I look back at those days, and I think the thing that attracted me to that stuff was the edginess, I guess, of yeah. it. And but you're right because it did. It 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 creates this weird cycle of animosity and darkness and this yeah. dark energy. And then when people meet you, you they get that dark energy and. It can be like because like there's always like multiple facets to somebody and I don't want to say like, oh, yeah, if you listen to pop music or a country, it couldn't go that way. You know, it's just like obviously there's melodies that are sad, you know, but it's like you should control what you consume and why you consume it and what does it do and what does it mean? Because I'm getting highly allergic nowadays to like, oh, if I hear negativity of people, you know, obviously nobody's perfect, you know? And I'm like always trying to push like, oh, I've got to be positive, you know? Because like that reinforces like, or at least puts a bumper into the negativity. And I think like if you consume content or whatever you consume, you have to be really, really aware of what you're consuming, why you're consuming it. And it mm-hmm. should do something positive to you, you know, in a way. I, I think so. In a way, I think, and, and I think, I don't know. I, I, I believe, I, I do believe that people should always be allowed to be sad too. Though I, I always feel like it's no we should emotions. Never ban- banish, <laughs> we should never banish sadness and things like that. I don't think, like you know, like you're not allowed to feel those things. I think, I think it's, I think it's okay to have this balance. I yeah. think it's okay to, 
you know now does now to feed that to feed the darkness is that good no i i think you you have to you have to definitely fight those urges but i think like if if something bad happens there's just things that are going to happen and you're going to feel bad it's not like you have you have to banish that away it's yeah. like you know we're, you're just gonna be truly upsetting things that happen to you in your life and maybe then that's when the sad song does help you it actually does bring happiness because you're like i'm not alone i actually don't feel super duper alone right now yeah and and if that then brings you to a good place that's good but but I think you're right when you say just be aware, though, right? Like, know if that's happening. Know if the dark song is actually bringing you happiness or if it's bringing you darkness. And I think and I think there's a good point in that where, like, I, I think that's why I don't listen to death metal anymore is because it doesn't really bring me happiness. It really just gets me to a darker place and just yeah. realizing that. Um, now, I, I like dark music myself because of the edginess. So when I find stuff that's still edgy to me yeah. that I'm like, yeah, that's still like, I don't know what it is, but there's like a vibe about that. I, I still I'm still about that. But do I listen to dark music all the time? No. I mean, you know, it's been really interesting is recently I've been listening to smooth jazz when I work. Jazz. To, He's mm-hmm. like jazzing it up. I like it. You, yeah, if you ever want to be, have a calm day, it used to be an old trick I used to do is when stuff would hit the fan and everything was going to hell, I would just be like, put on the smooth jazz and it would just calm me down. <laughs> a little saxophone. Little, <laughs> Somebody playing in the back. Like, <laughs> just, just chills me out, bro. Get a yeah. coffee, have that coffee smell. I'm just like, I'm in it. I'm in the, I'm in the jazz ca- cafe. Yeah. So on that note, like um, to switch it up, because now now we talk about mindset, things to do what you're as a creative. It's really powerful. But I'm also like what I think is also really powerful is like um, building systems. You know, I, I, I'm probably annoying you with like the whole we should build systems. We should do this. We should do that. And I'm like always like kind of in that niche, you know, because like I'm like, this is my weak spot, you know. So I'm trying to grind that out. And I'm just like, yeah. If I'm you all bu- about systems. You're talking to the systems guy. <laughs> I know, but I feel like, you know, like if you build systems, for example, every first day consistency, you know, and you build like little mm-hmm. things, um, you can be, become really powerful in creating like um, a lot of media or output or art. So um, mm-hmm. that is like a thing where I'm like really interested in right now. So currently I'm planning on producing way more content from my YouTube channel because like, okay, we got the system here every first day or Friday. Sometimes we sit down, do our podcast, depending on what's happening and it's weekly and we're doing it for so many episodes, you know, and mm-hmm. if you build a system to create your art like that with a fixed schedule that is that alone will uh, 10 times your output like if i compare like me doing yeah. content when i feel like it versus like oh i gotta do it because somebody else is involved changes the game oh yeah yeah oh 100 percent. well i agree i agree about the system because it's um it's like brushing your teeth where you 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 don't really give yourself the choice to do it anymore you just do it it's just part of your day now hopefully yeah. for you guys out there brush your teeth and you know i i feel like that's that's the that's the power right is like the podcast for us now at least in my eyes i don't know i can't speak for you but in like my my mind now isn't really a choice every week it's not like i'm like should we even Same do here. that this week i don't know i'm just like no nah, we're gonna do it and if we can't do it thursday we'll do it friday if we can't do it friday we'll do it saturday but we'll do it we're gonna figure it out we'll get it yeah. done um and so i think that's when it gets really powerful workouts are the same thing right once you do it every day it slowly stops being a choice now you're just like i just do it every day and then you almost start to be like this makes me happy so so i'm gonna keep doing it yeah and yeah i think i think you're right the building the system is super important now for me i my only my only thing that i've learned about myself is is also not getting lost in the system or being too rigid about the system yeah i Um, love that it's like it's like 
it's got to be like the system, but it's got to be able to take some earthquakes. It's almost like a skyscraper. It's got to be able to have some wiggle to it. Yeah. Because I've, I've hurt myself in the past by being like, you got these rules and you broke them. You're a failure now because you broke the rule. And you can't be like that. You have to, you have to yeah. do it again, that roll of the punches. Yeah. And that is like uh, another thing. Like you always have to like, I, I think we said it on the podcast once before, but who knows? First listeners, subscribe, hit the like button. But um if you do something consistently, you also have to plan an experimentation. The most important thing, because I love experimenting and it's like in my, you know, yeah. if I get the idea, I see something. Um, for me, it's like, I don't care if I mess it up as long as I can experiment and I get data from it because I love getting data mm-hmm. because that's the only way how you learn, you know, when you do the repetitions yeah. and you innovate. And the more often you can innovate and get repetition in, the better you will become. Um, yeah, but also like, there's like an aspect of strategizing and planning and how to get the most bang for the buck where you actually have to just sit down and think about it. Because like currently on YouTube, I plan on producing like a ton of content, but the way how I want to do it is like now I will make a live stream out of that live stream. I will record the live stream. Then later on, I will film B-roll and combine the B-roll with the live stream and put up an edited video. And with that, I can then use like live stream for cutting reels and I can use reels out of the, um, basically out of the separated high quality edited video reels. Mm -hmm. So that is also like a thing you kind of have to strategize. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's understanding your time and understanding that to cast a wide net that the things have to be very tight, right? So yeah. like even in this episode, my preparation um, of, I mean, this podcast, my preparation of every episode for the like the thumbnail part and the kind of the getting the description in there, all those things that I've gotten that so tight now that there's like there is a there is literally a process that that gets it so. So this only takes an hour to an hour and a half every week, where at the beginning took four to five hours out of every week. Now I've gotten down to an hour, hour and a half. That's actually really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's go through this. Like, for all the people um, who don't know what you're talking about, because, like, obviously, if you're in the car and you listen to this, um, you will have no idea what he's actually doing for the podcast, you know, besides, like, (laughs) talking, (laughs) you know. But what'd you do? Like, break it down. Well, yeah. So, so yeah. So, you know... um, so, so yeah, so, so, you know, you do all the magic in terms of the video, you know, Fitz is definitely doing all of the video work. So anything that you see that's video, that is a hundred percent, um, Fitz. Um, and so, you know, once he uploads, um, you know, going in there, um, creating a, dis- uh, uh, a description, but you know, I, what I've found in the, in the past is I used to create the title and the description and then do the timestamps, but I found that do the timestamps first and that's, what's going to feed the description and the title. Because I don't actually, you know, it's funny how much in a week you kind of forget, you know, about an episode. But, I, yeah. you know, so, so yeah, doing the timestamps, you know, or running through the episode at two to three times speed, um, you know, going through that. There's a few other little tricks, pro tips in there, but I won't get into that. Oh, he uh, hiding I'm doing, some. <laughs> I'm hiding a couple things out there. I got to keep <laughs> competitive. And then, uh, you know, so typing those up, um, I just type them up as, as I watch the episode. So it's n- nice because I, I find things too. I'm kind of the last, um, our last thing to find any mess ups or any, anything where like, you know, at least you can always trust that Sean's going to go through the entire episode at least once before we upload. Um, but then, yeah, go through it, create the description. Um, as of recently, if I don't like what I'm coming up with in the description, I run it through AI, it makes it even better Then put it into, to YouTube and spotify um and then 
Also, uh, the thumbnail. The thumbnail could be the hardest part, you know. Yeah, you really do actually thumbnails. a really good job of that because, like, we don't have a lot going on here, you know. Like, I maybe sit in my office and Sean sits behind his wall. I'm just like, I'm like, there's not much to work with besides our beautiful faces, but <laughs> it's quite a bit to work with, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, yeah, no, it, it, it's hard. well. Sometimes it's hard too because we talk about so much stuff, right? It's like, yeah. God, what do I focus on, right? Because I don't ever just want to have like podcast number 572 like i'm just like for me i'm like so what why do i want to watch that podcast right so i'm always trying to figure out like what's the title what's like the theme and and that sometimes can be the hardest part sometimes that will stump me for about five ten minutes where i'll and i'll start with just getting pictures of us just looking you make better faces than me sometimes i have such stoic faces just like <laughs> and i'm just like trying to my grab name something. is special you have like a lot of you know crazy stuff you do so you're easy but it's just finding some crazy thing and then putting that in and being like okay we're kind of talking about this and then um photoshop magic and then creating a template so i would tell people you know if you make a thumbnails you do stuff like that templatize i know we've talked about in the past but always make a template if you know you're going to make a hundred of this thing if you make a template and you make it super solid and you spend an extra hour or two at the very beginning to make a super solid template now we're we're here in the, our late thirties and episodes, um, about to go into our forty episodes. You know, gosh, again, a midlife I'm crisis. Still using that same template. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're about to have a midlife crisis. Fortieth <laughs> episode. Oh God, back in the days, you remember? <laughs> episode twenty-one was a banger. <laughs> we'll have to do like yeah, like a like a real episode where it's just like our episode fifty will just be us doing like replays of old episodes. Remember when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we we definitely have some really sweet insiders with like uh what was the the german one where i was in germany and we talked about them um ideas i don't want to misquote it because then we get oh <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Our ideas are like um yeah special special workers out there special workers yeah cheap to get and <laughs> fun to do if you execute exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> i like that um but yeah so um yeah you know so i think you know it's 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 been cool to do this podcast with you i think just because yeah it's it's been a it's been a good thing to to have to do every week and to work through and to see it's cool to see like like the output of it right to get data on something i i, I like that you say that all the time you're like just trying to get data and i'm just like, I'm like yeah i, I mean like, that's, that's what it that's is what i'm always telling clients is like we got to get data on this we have to know if it's good or not we don't know we're assuming we know yeah. we're assuming that we're our audience we don't even like even we don't know if we're our audience like our audience may not be freelancers for all we know we just assume that you know so yeah it's like, actually whoever is listening and subscribing to this who are you what do you do like comment down below always curious but yeah 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 especially yeah if you do something creative definitely comment below because i want to know because there's so much creative arts right i yeah. i'm talking to a few people that I, I may have on here where their 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 creativity is interesting because it's more in like the building landscaping world and stuff and i think mm. you know just so, so if you're out there and you feel like you use creativity in your job, uh, yeah, comment below, especially if it's something that's not super obvious, but you feel like there's creativity because yeah, I think there's a lot out there. Yeah, creativity isn't everything. Like you you could be like, okay, uh, I'm like cleaning windows or whatever. They, they, there's a creative way how you could mm -hmm. do, you know, like, or maybe you do it this time this way or whatever, you know, or the pattern or whatever you do, you know, there's creativity and beauty isn't everything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
but I want to go back to the, the 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 systems and processes because, like, we talked about, like, you, you got to innovate, but and you need to uh, strategize, um, but also you need to improve. And I I feel like that is like a thing that is also being overlooked, you know, or too hard mm. focused on. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I, you know, it's funny you say that. Just this last few days, I've been kind of like, you know, I don't really do any like education anymore. I haven't, I. I'm so dang busy with work that like that that time to like like I had bought like two Udemy courses like like six or seven months ago that was on um, I think like UX design other yeah. things just to kind of re rehash over things and just never have touched them. Um, there's there's so much of that that I so I think it's super yeah super true that like you have to somehow schedule out the time to develop yourself too i mean do you have any secrets to that i mean when do you like, i so so that? first off we're we not like the media moguls that we are supposed to be or want to be or whatever you know but i i feel like yeah. with innovation so the best thing you can do is like play a lot of factorial because like life is like factorial it's basically a game where you build systems and processes and your goal is like to escape planet what by a while building like um, really complicated systems to um, get a lot of resources. And it's like mm -hmm. kind of like real life. But in the end, it's like if you never improve, you will go at really, really slow pace. And if mm -hmm. you don't try it, then, you know, like if you don't even try to get the resources, you don't even get started. So it's like you have to try it. Then you learn like, oh, I kind of suck at that. And then it's like, oh, how can I make this better? Then you figure out how you make it better. And but you have to always keep um, trying to improve, but you cannot let like, oh, realizing that you suck be in the way because that is like one of the things where I'm like, you know, doing this yeah. podcast on, from the video aspect and me like sometimes having an intro, not having an intro. I know about templatizing and stuff like that, you know, and I have on other podcasts like intros where I paid money for and we're on a budget and I'm just like. I could have let that get into my head and like getting like drugged down, but I'm also like, I'm still improving and trying new things, you know, and sooner or later we will get to the same point. And then it's like, yeah, you know, you got to innovate yeah, and then yeah. adapt, but don't let the not innovating be like a holdback, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, a hundred percent, you know, I think, um, yeah, it, I think it's, yeah, I think it's 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 good to have. It's just like everything else we say. It's just balance. It's like yeah. you really definitely have to. You have to be deaf in this place where you have to be honest when you don't like something. You know, so I I try to be that force even in this podcast where I've never I never want to be the guy that's like I don't like any of these things. We don't do enough. But if there's something that doesn't work, like if it's truly like that, that was a miss. I'll I'll say it. Yeah, and it's not like I'm I'm giving anyone grief, like giving you grief or even myself grief. I'll just be like. Hey, just so it said, like this part should probably get a little bit better. This was yeah. like subpar. Um, but but even then, you know, what's nice is like over time things kind of work themselves out, right? Like we don't. It's not like when we end this podcast, we have a list of like critiques to give each other. We're we're usually like that. Actually, is getting better. Like we, yeah. I, I feel like it. It just naturally gets better because yet again, it's just like working out, right? Now we've worked out. 40 almost 40 times now together so it's like now we're we're, we're getting buff and getting good at like the actual podcast <laughs> yeah we're getting this, this podcasting Get, games, getting right? them getting them sponsors in here by the way if you want to be a sponsor reach out um yeah it's getting limited soon but on that note like it's like the schedule thing like you need to schedule the improvement time and you have to think about it actively and if you don't plan for it, it's not going to happen. And some people, instead yeah. of like being too negative and overanalyzing everything and don't do anything, 
is people who are too positive, you know, and they're just like, oh, everything is great. I don't need to do anything, you know. So it, it yeah. is like, like you said, the balance. But you have to be like, you know, you cannot be either or, like too positive or too negative because you will not improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, that's where I almost feel like, you know, because you, you went to Factorio. Um, gamification, man, I, I think if you can, if you can start to turn this into a game for yourself, it can, it can, that's where that can come in really well, where like, uh, yeah, you're, you're evolving, you're adapting, but you're leveling up. There's this idea that you have a skill tree that you're leveling up, right? Yeah. And and if you're going to keep going and you're going to get to the next thing, you need to level up that skill tree. And, and it's kind of fun. It's a fun practice. I haven't done it in a long time to actually sit there and make your own skill tree. Like open up a sketchbook and be like, in your career, what would the video game skill tree be for each step <laughs> of that? Get the lot of tail. <laughs> Getting a lot of tail. Okay, that's step one. (laughs) That's funny. But like, you know, you know, so for like me, I think, you know, my skill tree is is things like uh, that that I've had for this past year that things that I've kind of knocked off the list have been um, like upgrading the gear. I got the 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 new Apple. So I like finally was able to get new gear. So that was on the skill tree. But then like, you know, uh, but also like doing things like uh, like winning, winning the 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 bad thing where the person wasn't paying me any money having that that go and actually have that 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 was like a skill tree move so it's like thinking about like what are these big milestones and then try to gamify that like okay well we're moving to that and then once we get to that what is like the next upgrade from there yeah you know what you do with those people it's a new ability that it will unlock for you you basically get their email and their address and sign them up on the email list for the Jehovah's Witnesses you know so that they get home visits mm. I know. I, I <laughs> that's true. I never thought of that you could just like sign people's emails up in all these forms. <laughs> oh my god, it's a new form of form warfare. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> if you need more abilities and skills, I got you covered with that. I got a lot. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was subversive. That got dark quick. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, man. I think like you know. So that's that's how I try to view it. And like you know, I'm. I think you viewed it even with this podcast, right? Is like that you were like we we should do a podcast. You're like you need to get your voice out there, Sean. You yeah. Need to do more. Let's do this podcast. And that was on the skill tree of like, and that was like the first step of a new thing. Like I I've been over here if getting you good at like archery and that. alchemy, but not not over here where you're like, no, you should do this new thing. Yeah, but how much media you got now out there with your face on it? You know, isn't that great in yeah. comparison to not posting? Yeah, yeah, and I and I am seeing some good good things of that. Like you know, I am getting like little Instagram follows once in a while. Even the uh, polychromic art, so that's my art thing out there, is is getting like one or two. <laughs> yeah, I'm not posting it ever, but like still getting stuff. Um, I just can't find the time. It's not like I'm scared to or anything. I literally like these last few days have been insane, man. I don't know about your work workload, but I've just been like twelve hour days, thirteen hour days right now. It's yeah. like. work is interesting let's put it that way you know there's a lot of the line you know we got the medical stuff we got like taxes coming up and taxes coming up yeah i know i'm like behind the taxes too for everyone out there man i uh get your taxes in on time (laughs) yeah be like well you have at least a good excuse you thought you had a tax person (laughs) doing your stuff and then they didn't but yeah apparently they didn't so yeah check in check in if you don't get like a return uh definitely check in yeah um but yeah you know so yeah anything new in your world i guess anything in the creative world like even 
movies, anything that you're oh, so, right now? So there's a lot of things going on. Currently, I'm experimenting with a new um, method of like making prototypes. So basically, I have my lens stands here and I'm making molds out of them, you know? And I love the texture. It looks really cool. But I glued the screw on there and I basically poured resin on it and that makes it a mold where I can pour the resin in here. Uh, silicone mold, I mean. And now, now I can pour in the mm. silicone mold, the resin in there. And the quality will be really, really great. And I just have to chop that off and sand it down. And we got a perfect uh, prototype, hopefully. And yeah, you should buy all my lens holders because we need monies. We like monies. <laughs> where where did they go to buy these? Yeah, right now Etsy till I find somebody to build me a Shopify store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, what do I search in Etsy again? Is it uh, lens, lens holders or fitse or anything camera lens stands display? Um, because I'm I, I feel like I'm really good with SEO. That's like the only thing where I'm like being really proud of. Um, but if, if you type lens stands or lens displays, I show up first. Yeah, and they're cool. They're cool stands. They're not that expensive either. So, yeah, yeah it's cool. That's really awesome. It's a really good way to display for like $20 or $30 free lenses, you know, and mm. each lens probably costs you $500 to $1,000. It's worth to display them right, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's all yeah, about a little so. bit think- flexing. <laughs> and I know I, I'm always I'm big about making my office really cool. You know, you see these LED lights and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, having cool things around. I mean, I yeah. And for cheap, it's it's awesome. Yeah. So, no, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Besides yeah, that, out there, get some. Yeah, get some. <laughs> besides <laughs> that, just doing like the typical video work, you know, helping others, like I'm creating content, got my retainer client, um, helped him to basically be on the first page of um, YouTube for his company name and some other things. Oh. But I will crank that up too, and we will see what's coming along. Besides that, nice, nice, yeah, it's very cool. It's cool to see that you you get this kind of like retainer type of relationship going. Um, I know it was a big step for me, so it's cool to yeah. see that. Yeah, you're moving. I need into more the of freelance this. world. Yeah. So actually, Sean, explain what a retainer is because most people don't really know and why they should get it. What are the benefits of a retainer? Yeah, yeah, we can quickly go through that. So a lot of people misunderstand uh, retainer for salary. Um, they're not this, they're not the same th- thing. So a salary, what that is, is you work X amount of hours and you're going to get this flat rate every month. So yeah. you work 30 hours a week, you're going to get a flat rate for that. Um, a retainer is a, is a different thing entirely. So in the creative world, in the freelance world, um, you know, we always have to be getting jobs. Like anyone out there knows that we have to always be getting work or we're going we're gonna to run out of money real quickly. And so... All a retainer is, is a client saying, I may not always have a lot of work for you. Some months I may, some months I may have nothing, but I need you to always stay available for when I need you. So, so a retainer is great because what it is is essentially, um, at least for me, it was a, it's a flat rate every month that, that just says that there's always going to be that space. So, so you could still like have no work from them and get new work, but you always have to leave that space. If they ever fly in and like, Hey, I need, I need work. Yeah, they, that's what they're paying for is that you always have that availability. There's always an open space in your schedule for them to slide into. So, so that's what essentially what a retainer is. Yeah, it's very beneficial because like on the one side, like um, for clients from the client's perspective, they know what they get and they can rely on it. You know, it's like instead of hiring like three different videographers with three different styles, you know, they are like, oh, I subscribe to this style, this person, this workflow, you know, and that's kind of what it is. Like you get used to somebody and you work yourself in because 
Um, I'm seeing that a lot with other videographers, you know, everybody has a different workflow. They use different apps, different mediums, you know, and that can just like slow everything down, you know, instead of like Dropbox, we're using now a Google Drive or, you know, the you mentioned the, the Frame IO and like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I always say this and it's funny, sometimes it gets a laugh, but I, I tell people I'm technology agnostic because I, I really have to be. I don't believe in any tech because... It's, it's, it's so funny. Like I, even right now, I, I have so many different platforms and building websites. Um, I have someone over here that wants to use SharePoint to share everything. Someone over SharePoint. here that wants to use Google Drive. So Microsoft SharePoint, um, things like that, you know, so there's people that are just using all these different tools. And so it's, um, I used to be, it's so funny. Like well, I, I remember when I came out of art school, I thought there was only one way to do everything. So like the first time I had someone tell me I needed to make a PowerPoint as a graphic designer, I was like, I'm not making a PowerPoint. You kidding me? Ew, yeah, you kind of need to have the 3D font, you know? Otherwise it's like not good. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, ew, but you can actually make some beautiful things with PowerPoint, but it's, you just have to use, you have to be okay with using tech that's not necessarily your favorite tech. So yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, but it's, yeah, I, I get it though. Get it, You need to get more retainer clients as well. Um, I would always tell people that too, is never put all your chips on one basket. Um, I had a retainer before I, I w before COVID really hit. And I know that swiped the legs out from under me because that was 75% of my total billings was yeah. that retainer. So, so yeah, so I agree kind of with what you're saying too, of like, yeah, get other things too. have a, have a couple, a few retainers. Um, I'm finally getting this cool place right now where I just have cheerleaders that are just feeding me work now. And I'm essentially a retainer for them in a weird way. Like yeah. I'm really just subcontracting on all these projects for them, but they're just <laughs> feeding me. Like we like, there's, there's one like PR person here in town that I literally have like four or five different of her clients that we're working on different things for right now. So, yeah. you know, so that's where it can get really cool is if you have this kind of conveyor belt of work and it gets really secure. So retain retainer is nice because it's secure yeah. for the most part, month to month. Yeah. And, and with that, like talking a little bit about the money, like you, you said a couple of things that are really highly resonate with me. And you talked about email lists, you know, and if you sign up with your email list, you can manage like them, get affiliate links, you know, and if you build systems, you can make a lot of money doing nothing in a way, you know, like, let's say you, you have the control over the affiliate links. They all sign up with you and or buy over you, you know, you can make a lot of money. And that's what I'm like. It is one thing to do the client work. The other thing is also like do your own work and then basically build those systems out where you you have your own shop, you have your own affiliate program, you have your own yeah. AdSense money that's coming in because you wrote a blog post 10 years ago and still get money from it, you know? And there's like so many ways that you can build systems out that you have to rely less and less on like clients, but it's like basically my biggest goal, like having a lot of content yeah. that basically produces a lot of money, you know? Yeah, well, I, I'm starting to, and I've been realizing this over the last couple of years that it's it's not always just about creating. It's it's sometimes about managing and maintaining. Yeah, um, and so especially in the website world, I'm starting to realize that like you know if if my only approach is like new websites, new websites, new websites, then that means that it's always going to be raising the bar, right? Because in ten years, websites are going to look even cooler than they do now. Yeah. In Twenty years, they're going to look even cooler. However, if I get more in this mentality of like, people don't just want you to create something. They want you to manage something. They want you to oh, they want to like, and so that's helped me a lot to think about that. And, and the same could be applied to branding videos and things like that too, of like, they're, they're, they're not just paying you to create new things. It's, it's about just maintaining. And I think systems help with that maintenance, yeah. the, the, 
the under just having the steps. So for me, like I've always talked about the checklist is so important because uh, I might, I just don't have a good enough memory. Maybe some people can remember a million steps to do something and run through it, but the less you have to think and you just go down the list, the quicker things go. Yeah, on that note, like with that list, I agree and disagree at the same time. Like I had that for podcasts. I sometimes forgot to hit record or, you know, and like there's multiple parts, you know, like I have five devices. Each of them has to be turned on and record, you know, and that can be, oh, it's really, really easy. Like if in the heat of the moment, you forget something, you know, but the more often you do something and the more you bite yourself in the ass, the, the more likely you will learn it, you know. And it's like the repetition part. And now I'm like, I don't really need the checklist anymore because I always remember or at least have double, triple backup, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But that is like one of the things like you're right. You need a checklist and you should have like a mental, at least, at least you should at least think through this mental steps. What do I have to do? And when you realize, I don't even know what I have to do. You know, you have to improve and learn a lot. Because people think yeah. like, oh, I just make a YouTube video and then I hit on publishing and then post. But like, do you have a script? Do you know what to say? And you know, if you break everything down, you can improve anything and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And so it's, um, yeah, again, don't don't be a slave to the checklists. But um, but yeah, it, 100%. If you can't memorize it, if you can't, if you are having times you're missing things. So, so for example, something that's so common at, for new designers was so common for me is misspellings. And that should be a checklist item is on yeah. everything you design. It should have the checklist item of check the spelling. Um, but every young designer comes out there and does some truly groundbreaking stuff. And then the the headlines misspelled because yeah. they weren't looking at the headline. Um, so it's, it's a lot of it's like it's like having a gun or something. You never want to use it. But if you have to, it's good to have type of thing. Yeah. It's a good thing about checklists. Is you, yeah, you never want to have to have a checklist, but it's nice to have when something hits the fan. Um, yeah. Something that I'm starting to make checklists of is not even the beginning stages of the project now, but I'm starting to create checklists for the revision states. And that's where I started to realize that I have no process. So so if I show a client three logos and she's like, I kind of like that one. I hate the other two. Yeah. What's the process then? What does she do to create another round of logos? And that there was no checklist for. So sometimes that could take a lot of time to try to get back to that second meeting where now it's like, nope, you're literally going to grab this. You're going to do these things. You're going to give it this amount of time. And then you're going to do the next uh, meeting. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's good because it makes me so I don't get lost in the weeds. I, I don't know if you have that problem, but I, I but like the getting lost in the weeds on a problem when before you know it, you're just re in a research whirlpool yeah so i have actually like um a good topic there because like um when i have a meeting and i'm feeling like it's not going fast enough or i'm not publishing fast enough because somebody's looking over my shoulder and they're like oh they paid money for this and they want to have this and they want to have changes you know and now they're sitting there with me and they're just like looking over my shoulder i get like kind of performance issues you know and then i don't do like the oh i'm proofreading everything and i'm you know like i'm skipping steps and that is the part where it's like dangerous because like oh i just uploaded something without um double checking so that they can download it you know and then like it's like a rat tail you know should i blame them for like looking over my shoulder hell no it's like on me i should have had that checklist in there but also like i should know myself and should not have the allowance of like hey look over my shoulder what i'm doing kind of sort of yeah, a hundred percent. I I almost think more of the second one than the first. Of like, yeah, don't. Yeah, you know, you you. I, I it took me a long time for this too, and there's still some clients I'll I'll let get away from this. But there's 
my my biggest thing now is like I'll write it down. I'll take a note and be like, I'm gonna have to do this later. And just yeah. saying that because you're right. When I I when you have someone looking at you as you're typing and stuff, you're gonna be missing. Yeah, because it's like or... like an easy fix, you know. Like, hey, can you add text? And uh, I don't even know what I want to say, but if I see it, I can do it. I'm like, okay, you know. And it doesn't sound that yeah. bad. But then like, well, and then frame rates on that equal too. Yeah, you become weird. Like where he's just as good at you at video. Then it's like just balances it out for some reason. Where he's like, well, no, now that doesn't look right. And it's like we're not on the like there's collaboration that can happen but then yeah there's a level of the over the shoulder where it's like but we're not the same i yeah i i, I actually am immensely more knowledgeable about this exact thing than you are yeah um you know so yeah i think that's that would be my advice on that is like yeah you will you'll skip steps if someone if you if you let the client kind of look over your shoulder so yeah. for me what i what i kind of do now is is i'll be like um okay cool let me take a note and i'm, I'm gonna have to do this later um, and I'll tell people it's just scary. I don't want to scare you. If I show you uh, the design, it can get really scary as I'm making yeah. it. You know, it's a scary process to see how the sausage is made. So. Yeah, it's also like you know how the sausage is made. It sounds so easy, you know, like oh, cut this and do that, and you don't know what it entails. You know, the client's head is like, oh, you just cut out this section, and now the music is not matching. Now you know the transaction uh, transitions are not lining up, or now you have to put a different clip in to just make it more smooth. And oh, so much to it. Yeah, well, it's so funny because like I, I, I feel like it, it, it actually is a good thing to do to help pe- them respect you too. Is early on be like, no, I'm not going to design in front of you. Like I'm, I'm not yeah. going to do some of these things in front of you. Like period. What, what I do, I just is my magic that I do. Um, you know, it's just like you know when you go get your car fixed, the mechanic usually doesn't want you to just stand there over your shoulder. So, so what's that over there? Are you sure that's it? Are, wait, did you see that? And like, they're not gonna, they're gonna be like, no, go back in the office. Yeah, there's free coffee. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's free office coffee. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had my own crappy like garage office that I sent into <laughs> yeah. like, Motor Trend from like five years ago. Just <laughs> go sit in the office. <laughs> anyhow i think this was a really good episode with a lot of nuggets i hope at least you know so yeah. and on that note yeah subscribe check the podcast out um instagram youtube uh, spotify and yeah 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 everybody yeah help uh youtube never shadow ban us for saying banned words or you know uh, just make sure <laughs> to always stay in the top of your feed by um subscribing so definitely do that it helps us a lot and uh definitely at least lets us know that you're out there and you love this and we love you. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> that's... <laughs> Have a good one. All right.